final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. Also brought to you by Delta, official airline of BYU basketball. Here's your host, Cleon Wall. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. BYU is the team you can trust tonight. They beat Nichols tonight, 87 to 73. Let's go over some things I liked and I didn't like in this game. I liked an aggressive. I liked aggressive play by Atiki Ali Atiki at eight points in the second half. He was perfect from the field. In the game, he ended up with two rebounds, 10 points on the night, four for four from the field. I like that. In the first half, I I said I really liked an aggressive uh, Richie Saunders. He ended up with nine points in the on the night. He ended up with nine rebounds in the game. Uh, bench play, 32 points from the bench. Uh, gave BYU their first double-digit advantage in this game. And then taking advantage of BYU size and also going to the glass, uh, Foos and Atiki uh, used their big bodies and low post moves to take advantage of the undersized kernels. And then if you look at the rebounding numbers, I mean, Greg just talked about it a few minutes ago, but just repeating that again, BYU had 54 rebounds in this game, 19 offensive rebounds, and 25 points on a 25-point second chance points, I should say. So they crashed the offensive glass, and it paid off. Uh, I also like that BYU guts out wins. Shooting shooting has not been pretty in some of these games, but BYU has found a way to win three of these games, and it's kind of been that way the whole season. Starters coming up clutch with plays late in the game. Gideon George hits a three with the lead. BYU was leading six points at the time. Gideon George hits a three, takes it to nine. Spencer Johnson hits a three to make it an 11-point game. So it was good to see the starters uh, participate, not just participate, I should say, uh, give BYU a nice, comfortable lead to win this game. What I didn't like, loose with the ball. I <laughs> I feel like a broken record. Every single game, uh, BYU is loose with the ball. Their only game where they haven't turned it over at least 20 times was the last game, this past Wednesday, when they only turned it over 13 times. And that still seems like a lot. You know, I I think these guys can attack, and I know they want to attack, but they need to realize there are consequences for silly passes, especially trying to get it into the post. Uh, starters had 12 of the turnovers. Uh, Rudy Williams had five, Jackson Robinson three. Off the bench, Noah Waterman had four. Starters really struggled early in this game, but they hustled, kept things going. They turned the ball over a lot, didn't shoot very well in the first half, but again, they they found what they needed to in the second half. Thank heavens that the bench kind of bailed them out at the end of the first half and start of the second half. Four games into the season, and the 10-man rotation remains. I'm not sure they can shorten up that rotation right now. They need all 10 of these guys to win games, and that could and should change down the road, but seems at least right now that they need everyone. Uh, fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50 on the app or at papajohns.com on Monday and receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location, Monday only. Coming up next, we'll go over scores around the nation, including BYU's uh, football win today. University of Utah also playing right now. Your final score tonight at the Marriott Center, BYU beats Nichols 87-73. More Cougar Post Game Live comes your way next on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
Here's Cleon Wall with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live presented by Big O Tires. Cougars beat the Colonels 87-73. to Leading scorers, Gideon George, Fus Traore, both 15 points apiece in the victory. BYU's football team beats Utah Tech today 52-26. to What a game by Jaron Hall. Has 456 passing yards, five touchdowns. Did have one interception in that game. Eh. It really wasn't his fault, at least. Well, maybe a little bit his fault. But anyway, Keanu Hill, six catches, 137 yards, three touchdowns in the win. BYU plays Stanford next. Stanford uh, loses today against Cal. They actually had a 17-6 lead over the Bears, the Cardinal did. And then uh, Cal outscores them 21-3 to in the second half. So Cal's win- Cal wins 27 27- to 20. Uh, University of Utah right now playing up in Eugene, Oregon. The Ducks have a 7-3 to lead. It's in, it's in the second quarter right now, so still plenty of game left there. All right, after the break, we'll send you back to the Marriott Center for more Cougar Post Game Live with Greg, Mark, and Richie Saunders. BYU beats uh, Nichols tonight, 87-73 to on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Greg Rubel with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, to BYU with his first double-digit W of the season, 87-73 over Nichols. This is the Cougar Post Game Live broadcast, and it's coming to you from courtside with Greg Rubel and Mark Durant. And our guest for the first time, first of many, Mark, is Richie Saunders. <laughs> hey, super good to be here. Thanks for having. Uh, thanks for uh, being here with us. We're great. To, uh, we're glad to have you. Um, Mark couldn't talk enough about you tonight. He just loved the way you played, and I think Cougar Nation would join him in that expression. So, uh, tell us a bit about your nine point nine rebound night and how it felt to be out there for as long as you were tonight. Oh, it, it was such a such a blessing to be out there. You know, like uh, Coach Cahill has been a big mentor to me in this last couple uh, couple weeks I've been struggling on the O boards and so um, felt really good he just told me to be patient and it just felt really good to be out there and be able to um, get some offensive rebounds today. Okay what did you think you would get from Nichols and because they gave you a great game yeah. and really made you work for this win tonight uh, what do you think was most challenging for BYU tonight looking at what Nichols did? You know they had people that were um, minor players step up um, number 21, he was a minor player, but he stepped up and just hit four threes. In the first um, half, yeah. Exactly. And so, like, they just they just had a, a deep roster tonight. Well, Richie, you look great out there. And what I'm impressed with is just your body at this point. And I know that's kind of a weird thing for me to say. <laughs> but, but you come off a mission. I know how I was off my mission. You, man, you look, you got the, the guns up here and playing very physical. One of the things I like is you can play a, a lot of different positions for Coach Pope. And uh, maybe talk about when you got back and what your kind of workout regimen to get back into, into shape has been for you. Hey, go straight to Coach Shork on this one. He's our strength coach. I spent the last six-plus months ever since, uh, I believe, two days after I got home. I've been there every single day uh, lifting and just working. And coach Shork is a big, big he, – he knows what he's doing, and he uh, – he works especially with with the mind, and that's like been the big battle is um, in the preparation between my mind and my body. So it's always Coach Short. I had a daughter serve a mission, the Seattle mission. How how was your Seattle mission? <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was hard. It was so hard, <laughs> but there was so much good to it. You know, 
Were you English or Spanish or you know, English? I, so I was I called to Madagascar. Um, so oh, I, you, but I thought you ended up in Seattle. I, exactly, I did. So I was called to serve uh, Malagasy, um, ended up serving in Seattle, speaking Speaking a lot that of, language? Spe- not, not a lot. <laughs> I, I uh, spent a lot of time practicing with natives uh, in Madagascar, but um, I, I did end up speaking Spanish um, every day of my mission. But, you know, I love the people there and uh, was able to meet just some of the most incredible uh, influences in my life. All right, so I mentioned the line, nine points, uh, nine rebounds, one away from your first career double-double. That would have been something. Uh, and, and the reserve group tonight was given a lot of key minutes, both first half and second half. I know it's not two teams out there. You're all part of the same team. But how do you, as a group of reserves, kind of take that responsibility upon yourselves when you get the call like you did tonight? Yeah, you know, there can't be any there's, – there's no room for a drop-off. Right? When we get in there, we have to be ready and we have to be able to um, step up and keep up the intensity and if not even get it even more. Um, you know, it's I got great people on this team that I look up to, and um, I've just never been a part of a team that's this close and this uh, just we're playing for each other, and it's obvious. Richie, I'm a little bit offended by that statement because you reminded me a couple weeks ago that you were on my son's team. I thought that was a pretty tight unit back when you were like seven or eight years old, I think, when you guys were playing. I did. I, I totally forgot about that. Here's Richie Saunders playing on that team, and I forgot. But how, how, where did you kind of grow up, and how did you kind of through through high school? How did the, all that happen, and get, getting the, to play at Wasatch? Yeah, you know, so I, I'm from Riverton. I grew up and I lived um, about 16 years there. Um, I loved my program at Riverton. Um, I had a, a coach, Coach Wilson, who gave me an opportunity uh, to step up at a young age, and um, you know, I. Then later was given the opportunity to go to um, play at Wasatch Academy, and you know, like it, it was it was hard, but it was a big growing up time for me. I, I was there for two years. My family, like it all, just worked out, and we're on the radio, so I won't share the details. But it all just fit into place to where my family ended up renting a, a house there for two uh, two years, uh, living with me and me and Foose and my parents. When you know, it was just a, a super cool opportunity and it put me in a position where I just I just know that that's my coaches Paul Peterson and uh, Dave Evans like they they were the ones that helped me prepare for to play at this level how fun, how fun is it to be on another team with Foose it's awesome he's my he's my little brother no matter <laughs> no matter what the age is that's he's my little brother <laughs> he's the guy with a year under his belt here but he's your little brother <laughs> exactly oh man so I, I thought he played great tonight too I mean he did he was around a double-double as well. And when you got Tiki and Foose inside dominating like they do, it makes life easy for everybody, I would imagine. Exactly. You know, like playing with somebody where I know is going to be strong with the ball, like, like that's, it's it's awesome. And especially with Foose where I've seen so much development since before my mission. Like, he's a different player, and I love mm-hmm. I love it. He's He's just a dog. He's he's going down, and he's just playing so strong. Chatting with Richie Saunders here on Cougar Post Game Live. Uh, why did you choose BYU, and what do you see in store for this program this season? I don't know. This is this is my home. As I was super close to going to other places, I I just felt like uh, what Coach Pope has developed and is going to develop, and his passion for the game. I I just knew that that's where I wanted to to spend my time. Um, you know, I think honestly, like one of the biggest takeaways was every every visit you have a photo shoot, and the coaches were super smart on mine where they <laughs> got all my little nephews and nieces, which <laughs> happened to just move into the town, uh, all in BYU gear and in my jersey, and like you know, like I just believe in this program, mm. 
I believe in in what can happen and uh, just how it can help me become better on and on and off the court. And you're just getting going here as a return missionary freshman. I know you'd love to be four and zero, but how does three and one feel? You no, know, it feels good. You know that that San Diego State one is one that you just just wish you could have back. Just just two minutes of that game. Yeah. But um, we we've learned a lot from it. Regardless, of course, we'd love to learn that with a win, but. Um, it's it's all in preparation for for future. Okay, uh, next up, it's a flight to the Caribbean tomorrow morning. Tomorrow you guys morning. are off to the Bahamas. Yes, it right. sounds fun. It sounds uh, like a lap of luxury, but it's going to be a business trip. We know that. But do try and enjoy yourself a little bit. <laughs> uh, it's you. your first trip to the Caribbean, right? That's correct. Yep. And it's a USC starting things off on Wednesday, so some time to get acclimated. Uh, maybe getting some water. Uh, be safe. Be careful. Uh, sunscreen, of course. We don't want to see the guys out there with sunburns. Yeah, I, need, I need a lot of sunscreen. Especially <laughs> you, Richie. Yep. I don't see this so much. I'm in the gym. <laughs> I, I did ask Richie. I said, so you're packing tonight? And he's, he's like, he's kind of, like, kind of sheepish. He's like, he's already packed. You are ready to go, right? Yeah, I hope my mom's listening so she can hear that. <laughs> Good prep by Richie. So uh, uh, safe travels to you and the boys tomorrow. We will see you there. Mark and I will call the games. We'll get out there and enjoy the battle for Atlantis with you. Congrats on tonight, both you and the boys. And we'll see you soon. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. That's Richie Saunders. We'll come back with Coach Pope on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economic Partners, a national leader in business valuation services. Learn more at econpartners.com. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. BYU's a winner, 87-73 over Nichols. BYU's non-conference home win streak is now 11 games. And uh, eight of the 11 have been wins of 10 points or more. And this is the first double-digit win of the season for BYU. Again, 87-73 is your final. The head coach of the Nichols Colonels is the second youngest head coach in Division I basketball. As we told you earlier, he turned 33 two days ago. And he's already his fifth. He was 27 when he got the job. That's crazy. And I think he's a great coach. Obviously, he's a good coach, but... And I don't mean disrespect, but if you if you show me them, I I would have thought he was a manager. He just looks like a young young kid trying to earn his way. No, he's the head guy. He's running the show. It's amazing. I think he was actually 28 when he got the job. Either way, he was the youngest then, the second youngest. Now I think Drew Valentine, Loyola Chicago. Does that sound right? I think he's the only one younger uh, than Austin Clanch. Either way, Coach Clanch was kind enough to uh, step out of the locker room and to share some post-game comments with our intern, Shiler Johnson. Shiler doing double duty today as well. She was over at the press box at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in our broadcast booth for the football game. And now she came over to basketball, and she got with Coach Clonch post-game and asked him how he felt about his team coming into Provo and uh, leading this game for almost 15 minutes and keeping BYU in edge for much of the game. Here's Coach Austin Clonch with our intern, Shiler Johnson. Yeah, we made, we made some shots. I thought we shot it well from three. Um, and then also I thought we did a great job disrupting their offense and forcing turnovers, and that gave us some easy baskets in transition. Yeah. Um, you know, coming into that second half, it, it you know didn't go quite your way. You guys continued to keep a, 
a pretty close game. Uh, but BYU, you know, made it a little bit harder for you guys to score. Can you talk a little bit about what adjustments BYU made going into that second half? Yeah, you know, we're a little shorthanded right now in our front court, and I thought they emphasized throwing it in the post a little bit more and got some easy baskets. The one thing we didn't do well defensively tonight was guard uh, the two-point field goal. They were 22 of 29 from two, I think. And, um, you know, sometimes that can be the case when you're playing a bigger team that really likes to throw it inside. And I just thought they did a good job kind of imposing their will. We responded a little bit, but we just didn't make enough tough plays in the paint defensively to ultimately uh, overcome that. Yeah. Um, you know, how did the absence of Littles on your team tonight, you know, he's your leader in rebounds, and obviously not having him on the court tonight, did that, you know, affect you guys a lot, or did you guys seem to make up for his absence tonight? I thought we battled. Um, you know, he's obviously someone that um, is a good defensive and offensive rebounder for us. Um, I thought we made up for it by, you know, forcing turnovers and creating steals. Um, uh, and then, you know, we just we, we all have to improve in that regard, not just our bigs, but our guards. Our guards have to take just as much pride um, uh, in, in keeping, you know, in post defense as, as our big guys and vice versa. Bigs have to guard on the perimeter. Just a team, a team effort overall. We have to improve just little things. Um, ultimately win these kind of games um, before tonight Jalen White had two points with 14 minutes total between the last two games and tonight he was one of your lead scorers, scorers with 12 points in 14 minutes total can you talk a little bit about you know maybe that improvement and how, what you're seeing from Jalen he can really shoot he's our best shooter um, and when he gets going he sees one go it's it's you know it's easy for him to keep that going um, they did a good job in the second half kind of making it tougher for him um, but he's a guy that lives in the gym he works really hard so I was proud to see him in this environment come out and um, hit those shots and, and also I thought he did a good job defensively um, what do you want to see from your team going forward you guys have a game you know coming up in a couple of days what what uh, improvements do you want to see going forward um I, I think just you know again I thought we did some good things defensively um but we've got to we've got to find ways to ultimately make teams shoot a lower percentage, you know, in the paint. Um, you know, probably foul a little bit less, but I, overall, I didn't necessarily mind that. And then offensively, you know, again, just continue to figure out what's our identity, the shots that we want to take. Um, you know, I love, I love, I, you know, ultimately, I don't love our record, but I do love where our team is headed. You know, I, I think we're doing a lot of good things, um, and I'm excited to see, uh, you know, where it goes from here. Awesome. Thank you so much. You guys played a great game tonight. Awesome. Thank you. All right. That is our intern, Shiler, with head coach Austin Clonch of the Nichols Colonels. Appreciation to both. Uh, he mentioned the fouls fouling a little bit less. Coming in two tonight, Nichols had fouled 56 times in two games to the opponent's 36. The opponents had taken 74 free throw attempts to Nichols' 27 through two games, and both of those numbers evened up considerably. Nichols fouled 22 times tonight, BYU 20, and the free throws were BYU 19 of 27, Nichols 10 of 19. BYU's a winner, 87 to 73. We'll continue with our Cougar postgame coaches show. After this break, we'll come back with the head coach of the Cougars, Mark Pope, soon to join us. BYU wins it by 14. You heard it all right here on a big triple header radio day on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU wins it 87-73 over Nichols. Colonels fall to 0-3. BYU improves to 3-1. BYU led by Gideon George's double-double. 15 points and 10 rebounds. BYU's never lost a game when Gideon has a double-double. It's happened four times, and BYU's won all four. Foos close to another double-double, 15-8. Richie Saunders close to his first double-double, 9-9. So fun to talk with Richie uh, on the postgame, and uh, he's going to be a good one for BYU, you can tell. 
Yeah, I mean, right now we're kind of focused on how hard he's playing and getting the rebounds and and that side of things, which is important. But I tell you what, when I go to practices, and and I don't go to a lot of practices, but when I do – the guy that I think is the best shooter and the most consistent three-point shooter is Richie Saunders. He's hit a couple. I think he can really be a threat from the three. So if you've got a guy that can hit that three and then go get rebounds and play hard and do all those little things, that's what you want as a coach right there. Richie, 9-9 nine and nine. And tonight. The other Cougar in double figures. There were two others, actually. Rudy Williams, 10, and uh, Atiki Ali Atiki with 10 for the Cougs, who tonight pick up their program's 1900th win all-time. Coach Mark Pope improves to 71-27 and 27 and 42-6 and six at home. And Coach Pope pops on the headset and joins us here on a Saturday night. Coach, congratulations on the win over Nichols tonight. 1,900. Isn't that nuts? 1,900. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. And we had a couple of coaches in the building responsible for a number of those 1,900. Both Steve Cleveland and Dave Rose in the house. No pressure. How great is that? <laughs> I mean, it's actually super cool. You know, we've um, it's been really sweet. Uh, you know, um, uh, Coach Rose has been willing to come back, and, and Cleve's been willing to come back, and Coach Reed has come back a bunch. Coach Arnold has come back. It just is really special that I think it speaks a lot for this program um, that those guys are, are around, and it just is it's awesome. I love seeing them in the gym. Coach Rose brought you to BYU, uh, where you are now back, and uh, I'm grateful to Coach Rose for a lot of reasons. And one of them is the fact that you ended up hooking up with him and, and, and lost a relationship. Me too. I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful to him for that also. Well, I'm grateful quite... because because of Coach Rose, I get to sit here with Mark Durant and Greg. <laughs> oh, I mean, stop, who man, gets stop. to do this? Right. My favorite coaching thing was you, you, you have this great breakfast and alumni thing a couple weeks uh-huh. ago, right? You get these great raffle prizes. And you have these Nike shoes that you can custom build. These young guys are like, oh, I can, this is the greatest prize ever. Awesome. Who wins the two shoes? Coach Arnold and Coach Ingersoll. <laughs> They're like, well, I don't yeah. even know what I'm doing with this. What? I thought hey, that was I'll, hilarious. I'm not, I'm not saying anybody's rigging the, the <laughs> raffle, but yeah, that, was, that was awesome. All right, so uh, Nichols Press uh, really uh, challenged you tonight, as, yes. as, as all the teams you faced have this year. Uh, what what do you think was maybe your biggest hurdle to overcome tonight before you pulled away? Well, we're, you know what we're doing is we're trying to we're trying to lead the world in the history of the world in turnovers, <laughs> and right now we're on the path to do that. I would like to be the most turnover prone <laughs> program and coach in the history of the world. Uh, last game uh, uh, we only had 13 yep. we were super upset about that we've been really proud about being in the 20s every single game so you're back in the 20s so, yeah I yeah. crushed the guys after the game and was like guys 13 turnovers that's not even close to good enough so I was proud of them we got back up to 21 so here here uh, they were <laughs> Nichols was playing without uh, Manny Littles, a uh, decent big man for them, averaging seven and eight coming in. But then they get guys like Jalen White coming off the bench, banging four threes on you in yeah. the first half. Yeah, it was actually you know super interesting. It made the game just even more weird than it would be traditionally. I mean, you know, you, this Nichols team like they've won back to back league championships. This is a really good program, and and what what their coaching staff and that organization are doing is incredible because they're doing it on a shoestring budget. It just is amazing what they've done. They get their guys to play really really hard and really really together now 
this team, uh, you know, on the scout, like they hadn't made any shots in two games, uh, and they just had wide open shot after wide open shot, and so they they just decided they were going to make shots against tonight, and they did a terrific job. And the change in lineup actually made things weirder for us because they got even smaller. So it was a real challenge. Uh, it actually turned into a, a, more of a challenge for Foose and Atiki offensively and and defensively. Um, you know, with with Marek Nelson come out and banging those first two threes is like ah this is just it's complicated i didn't want to go small i didn't i didn't want to play the game that way uh and and i was really proud of fus and tiki they both had runs in the game where they were able to take a really commanding position for four or five possessions that was probably part of the difference but super weird game a great game against a great team and and uh the guys uh found answers so i was super proud of them yeah, obviously when a team is small, it, it it poses difficulties for you, but then it poses a lot of difficulties for them as yeah. well. You dominated the boards, yeah. you dominated the paint, and I thought, you know, Atiki is just playing great. Yeah. I mean, just, you can see the development and uh, the post moves and the touch around the hoop, and Foose, I thought, played his best game. Got to be happy with your big guys playing how they played tonight. I, I was really happy, and what's interesting is these games can be super hard for bigs. Like, they can get really lost because it's not because nothing is traditional. It's just kind of like, um, you know, and this is why Nichols, you know, forced Arizona into 24 turnovers, right? Because they play with reckless abandon, so they're going to swarm the ball. They're just going to chase the ball and swarm it and swarm it. And so so it was super interesting for our for those two bigs because their decision making, their ability to catch the ball, and then especially a Tiki's patience in some different situations. Like his patience down here on this side in the second half was incredible. Like it was elite level. Being patient while protecting the ball, while seeing what's happening on the floor. I thought he was spectacular. Uh, Foose had an unbelievable run also. So both those guys are really proud of what they did tonight. We'll conclude our segment with the Economics Partners Valuable Stat of the Game, brought to you by Economics Partners. Whether for tax, financial reporting, or strategic purposes, when your business needs a valuation, the right partner is Economics Partners. Learn more at econpartners.com. Looking at second chance points tonight, Coach. 25 second chance points for BYU. Yeah, so you look at the first half. So um, we let them shoot 8 for 15 from 3, so they're over 50%. Um, we turn the ball over 9 times. We shoot 5 for 22 from the 3. I was actually proud of the shots we earned. I thought we earned ourselves. The guys earned themselves great shots all night. You put all those stats together, and it's still a 3-point game only because we had 11 offensive rebounds. And, and, and we knew going into the game, you know, sometimes that's a way more effective way to, to attack lack of size than is to, like, pound it in. Pounding in can sometimes get you sideways. I thought our guys were really judicious about when they did that. But uh, kind of from beginning to end, I thought our effort on the offensive glass was spectacular. Uh, Richie Saunders, Gideon George, um, you know, uh, kind of led the way. Foose with three. Jackson, Rudy both got two. Noah got two. Noah had seven rebounds today. I was super proud of that. Um, so I thought our guys did an incredible job on the glass. It's probably the most important part of the game for us today. Closing comments with the coach coming up. BYU wins it 87-73 over Nichols on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Final score is 87-73, BYU over Nichols. The Cougars improved to 3-1 on the year. Head coach Mark Pope visiting with us on our closing segment of the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. Did it feel good to push a lead out a little bit? Just, I mean, I'm not, I mean you couldn't completely relax, but 
It had been a while since you got a little bit of breathing room in a game. I, I, I was a little disappointed about that. I just feel like we had such a – I mean, we had – come on, you got 14,000 people in the gym after all these people sat in a cold for four hours. This Cougar <laughs> Nation – and I felt bad about – uh, not give them last second heroics again. I know everybody's oh, no. loved that. So feel- yeah. we, we'll do better with that. But but um, yeah, I mean it's super fun game. Coach, you had nice bench play tonight. I've noticed something now. I, I'm not the most observant, but it seems like this year it's your game plan to have your starting group and then a second group, and you let them play for quite a bit. Yeah, and I thought they did great tonight. But is that a, you know a game plan for you with the, the personnel that you have? You want them to play together for an extended period of time? Yeah, you know, especially with these young guys, I, I, I'm I'm trying to you know, right, and it it'll change all through the season. But right now, early on, I just wanted those guys to feel as familiar as they possibly could on the court, and. Um, so, you know, at some point we'll start mixing that up a little bit. But right now, uh, like, you know, for a lot of reasons, we're trying to stay as familiar as we can. I think that group's doing a nice job together. I've been super proud of them. I thought they were great tonight. You know, there's, uh, you know, that, that second unit uh, in, some, in some ways did and could have finished the game all together tonight. And so uh, I'm super proud of the guys. The entire team played between 14 and 26 minutes in terms of a conglomerate there, uh, and and their minutes really were spread around uh, rather nicely. So uh, next up is the Bahamas. You guys will charter tomorrow, right, mm-hmm. in the morning? Yeah, we leave tomorrow morning. Uh, Richie told us in post game that he's already packed. Yeah, yes, I'm sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> you know these return missionaries, man. They are on it. Uh, but I think it's going to be a really exciting trip for us. And you know, it's it's. Um, these the it's so funny uh because we go to these incredible places this this uh place we're staying at in the bahamas is unbelievable it's just yeah Yeah. it's just insanity and it's either going to be like the greatest week of our life if we win games or it's going to be really really tough if we lose and it really actually has nothing to do with the sunshine or the beach (laughs) or the pools or anything else Uh, but it is going to be fun uh really fun for our families and and friends it's going to be fun for us too because we're going to play big time big time elite level basketball every single team in this yeah. in this uh tournament is this is probably the toughest field i've ever seen yeah, outside of maui i'm not gonna check maui but yeah. outside of maui it's like feels like the best field out there right well now. and this and this might be the best field of all the mtes this year i mean it's insane it's it's insane and so uh it's going to be like elite high level ba- uh, basketball and we're getting thrown into the fire um maybe earlier than i prefer but we're going to go see who we are right now and and uh, see how resilient we are and see how much we've grown and, and take a shot at some of the some of the best teams in the country. Okay, you want to be four and zero. I know that, but how does three and one sit with you heading out there? Well, uh, you know, three and one is great. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I hate losing. Like that, that just is, you know. I mean, way to bring up a, a, a sore subject, but so um, but I do. You know, th- this team is about growing, and I th- 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 and we're all growing together. I'm growing and understanding these guys and kind of what we can do and where and how. And you know, we've um, we faced an interesting mix of teams so far, um, but I do think we're getting better. I do think the guys are really, really set on trying to figure out how to do this better. They're really, really receptive, and so uh, it's fun. Like I think this is a fun group. It's a free spirited group. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of a you know you think about it um 
I, I, maybe it might be because these guys don't know any better, but I didn't feel like there was any point tonight where the guys were feeling, uh, you know, pressure uh, to do anything or that things weren't going right. They just kind of like, woohoo, let's go uh, hoop. And so it's actually really fun and really refreshing. I think the people here in the Merit Center can feel it too. Um, you know, there's a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of curiosity inside our locker room yeah. among our guys, and it's kind of fun to see it play out here on the court. Well, it sounds like a fun team to coach. It's a fun team to call. Uh, safe travels tomorrow. Mark and I will be out there on Monday. Let's go win some games. Let's go, guys. All right, Thanks. that's Mark you. Pope, and that will do it for BYU basketball and end our radio triple header today on BYU Radio. It began at 9.30 this morning with soccer, 11.30 a.m. football pregame, soccer, uh, basketball pregame at 6. We took you all day long, and for all those BYU fans who tuned in early, middle, late, or parts thereof. Thanks for joining us at any point today for a triple header day of BYU sports. Fun day and they happen in November. You sometimes get these days where it's soccer, basketball and football and BYU got two out of the three wins. We feel bad for Jen Rockwood and the soccer Cougars uh, falling in Carolina today 3-2 to UNC but uh, football and basketball get it done and uh, it was fun to bring it all to you. Wild day. Yeah, wild day, and it's great to have you as the voice of the Cougars to bring it all home to everybody, and I'm happy to be a part of that great win tonight for the Cougar basketball team and a great chance now to go and you know, shock the world to show the world what, you're, what you can do in one of these great tournaments. That's, that's one of the great experiences for players to go play in these. I still think about the Maui Invitational and other things we did when I played. This is a great experience, and you just want to go out and play well. I, I think these guys are, are about as good a position as they can be going into that, and, and maybe we can win a couple games. All right, he is Mark Durant, and I am Greg Grubel. We're going to credit the rest of our crew back at BYU Radio. Corbin Radford, our uh, coordinating, or rather, our control board operator, our coordinating producer, Terry South, our engineer, uh, Barry Squires, our intern at BYU Radio, uh, Jared Call, our intern here at the Marriott Center, Shiloh Johnson. Uh, Jared and Shiloh are also interning for the football broadcast. Amy interned for the soccer broadcast. Appreciation to Adam Woodall and Logan Gardner, our other board operators on the day, to our football engineer, Michael Wimmer, his assistant, and BYU Operations Director, Clark Jackman. Uh, I, since I didn't get to say goodbye for football, I'm going to thank Riley Nelson and Mitchell Jurgens and my spotter, McKay Perry, and my stats man, Ralph Sokolowski, and Ben Bagley for filling in for Jason as our Cougar Canyon and scoreboard host, and Cleon Wall for filling in for Jason as tonight's scoreboard host. So a lot of people. I hope I didn't forget anybody. Uh, gosh, you all did such a great job today uh, in, in bringing this to BYU and Cougar Nation. And so thanks to all. And if I forgot anybody, I'm very, very sorry, but I think I got all the main players on this day. So that will do it. And we thank as well BYU Basketball Media Relations Director Tyson Jex, our right-hand man, for feeding us great info throughout the broadcast. And Tyson will be with us in the Bahamas as well. So our next broadcast comes your way from the Atlantis Resort on Paradise Island, Nassau, Bahamas. It'll be BYU in the battle for Atlantis against USC, 2 o'clock pregame, 3 o'clock Mountain Time tip on Wednesday afternoon. So once again, a long goodbye. My name is Greg Rubel saying, in the meantime... And in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah.